This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Mackie and Judd. Uh, Phil out of pocket for this particular show. Uh, he will be around for the second part of the show, which of course is Action Movie Rewind. So it's Judd and Declan, and it is a, a Feedback Friday in which we take your questions about the Vikings. I believe Dex told me that, that we're going to get some in about the Wild as well as training wild, camp approaches wild. next month. Spurgeon, over to Koivu, over to Healy. Um, and so, Declan Goff, the floor is yours. Um, and if pe- people are curious, Phil will be back for the entire Mackie Judd and Purple Daily show on Monday. Dex? Are we sure? Are you sure he's back on Monday? He's back on he's Monday. He's back on Monday. Okay. Back on Monday and Tuesday, I believe we're on a normal schedule. Or and then he goes to Chicago for something else. He he does corporate stuff too. That's and right. So and so he's on a bunch of the shows because he, he can travel with the equipment. Uh, but there are times where he has to go to meet. And I will say this: one of my veins of the adult world, and I've been able to avoid this very well. Meetings. You hate feel- meetings. If, well, it feels like they became real popular sometime in the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. they've always existed, but they used to exist for a purpose. And, and and I'm not accusing my company of this, but it feels like now they're used as a way to burn clock. Yeah. Well, and it, that's what it, I don't like. Let's I think, uh, talk about it and let's get done. I think let's, pandemic and post-pandemic, too, they got, like, even more heightened up because everyone was meeting all the time, like, via Zoom. And then, then yeah. they got either sick of that or so used to that that they always had to have them. I'm with you. I love our company, but there, there, there's some times where well, the, I don't, you know, there's just the strip was meetings. awful. The and strip was other the, companies, the yeah. strip would meet to meet. But here's the thing. Like, like if, if I was if I was a consultant, here's my advice. Okay? OK, if you have to meet meet. So I'm not saying they shouldn't occur. If you have to meet, I mean, Dex, you, you go and talk about things that are extremely important at times with a group. That's fine. But if there's going to be any amount of small talk and there always is yep. either go to a bar happy hour and do that or don't meet okay like you should never have small talk at meetings i don't want to hear about your family i don't want to hear about your kids i don't want to hear about your sports takes at the bar i do but if we're going to meet let's meet what we're going to talk about for work and then let's get back to work okay let's actually get to work here on feedback friday some vikings related questions here we'll start with uh d lindstrom via the youtube youtube channel he says Patrick Jones is going to be one of the biggest surprises. Write that down. He's mm-hmm. first step is off the charts. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised he is ahead of DJ Wanham. If it comes down to uh, Chris Boyd or Dan Chesna, mm-hmm. wide receiver on special teams, I think they keep the extra wide receiver. And BC is going to get cut or traded. So 
lot of tentacles. That's a there lot to get from, to from Lindstrom. He says Patrick. Let's start with Patrick Jones uh, being one of the bigger surprises. What have you seen from Patrick Jones so far at training camp? Well, I, I know Patrick Jones was a guy that um, that the previous administration liked going back to when he was taken in the third round of 2021. Um, yes, he's athletic. I think he fits the defense now as a in transit in making the transition from what was considered a defensive end in the four three to an outside linebacker in the three four. Um, so I agree with that assessment. I think that he can contribute. I think the first guy off the bench in the rotation is DJ Wanham. I would guess Patrick Jones is is next up after that. All right, so that's question one. Um, on Boyd and Chisna. Chisna's missed the past few days of practice uh, with something I don't know what. I, he's been on the field, uh, just not practicing, so I take it it's not major. Uh, that being said, um, Chris Boyd is mixing in with the second team at cornerback, but I think if it comes down to pure special teams, the assessment is correct. Chisna stays. Chisna's a better special teams player. Um, Boyd is a very boisterous and I sense he's pretty well liked, but I don't know that he brings enough to the table to make the final cuts. I'm not saying he's going to be cut for sure, but if you're saying it comes down to special teams, I do think Chisna probably over Boyd. Uh, I don't think BC Johnson gets traded because I think there is zero value there. Now, do I think he makes the roster? I think that there is a chance, a pretty good chance, actually. Uh, but, like, if you're going to trade B.C. Johnson, just cut him because he's not going to get you a thing. Like a six-round pick? I don't think so. Um, he, if he hadn't missed the entire 2021 season because of a torn ACL, he might. But he hasn't played in a year or more than. Um, he is a depth guy. I think he can add value as a depth guy. But I don't think there is any value that he would bring in trying to trade him. I don't think I don't think a team would be desperate enough to make a trade for BC Johnson. I think if they were to make a trade, it'd be for a different type of player, different receiver. Uh, you know, also Kirk seems like he really likes BC Johnson. Like he always talks about him at training camp practice. Yeah, I, and, you know, he had a fine rookie season, especially a guy who was a seventh round pick. So like kudos to him. And then he started the first two games over Justin Jefferson, which still blows my mind. Um but yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from him. You know, Jalen Naylor is gunning for a spot. I would like yep. to see a rookie get a spot. Dan Chesnut, yeah, to his point, could be a special teams dude. Um, I think BC Johnson is probably going to be the odd man out. And probably will land somewhere, too, if he gets cut. I think Someone will pick him up. But I think he's just logjammed at this point in the Vikings receiver room. The guy who's looked really good in practice and, and I, I think has probably opened some eyes. And my guess is, is he's a practice squad guy. Uh, second year from Syracuse, Tristan Jackson. 6'1", 191 pounds. He has looked really good. And so, yeah, I mean, BC, I think, is solid, and I think he's got a chance to make it. Uh, but I don't think there is any value there trade-wise. Just my opinion. Ben says, I'd love to have Tyrod Taylor if Mond is not ready. Tyrod Taylor would be a huge addition, but obviously would require a trade. I'd also love Gardner Minshew. Uh, I don't love the free agent list that is out there. I believe Tyrod Taylor is behind um, Danny Dimes in New York with the Giants, who could potentially, honestly, get the starting job. Like, I don't think he will. I think Daniel Dimes has, has one more act in him with now Brian Dayball there. But Tyrod Taylor also is a more valuable backup. That, that See, that's a guy I would have loved to sign in the offseason as a viable right. backup option. Yeah, right. like Tyrod ha has made spot starts for numerous teams. You can win it with him in a pinch. Is he a franchise guy? No, he's not. But is he 
if, if I was honestly to list pecking orders of viable backup quarterback options, I think Tyrod Taylor probably falls in my top three, four guys that I would trust to make a spot start for you. Um, so to answer his question, I, if you were to prime away from the Jets, that's the situation where you'd have to give them an offer they can't refuse to a degree, which would probably be a day two pick. I don't think it'd be a fifth or a sixth or a seventh. I think you'd have to give them like a fourth to get someone like that off the Giants roster. Maybe, yeah. Um, so I'm with you, though. If the question is, if we go back to last December, I believe it was 30th or so mm-hmm. in that Packers game, and say, like, give me a list of guys who, if they have to step in for Kirk, can at least give you a chance to, and I'm going to say this very clearly, move the football. I'm not even saying win the game. Mannion and that group, with a decent group of players, could not move the football, okay? Yes, Tyrod Taylor, Minshew. This is where I'll backtrack and say I'm talking about quarterback competence here. I'm not saying, you know, go get Garoppolo. No, I'm not. You're not going to. I understand that. I'm fine with that. But, yeah, who gives you a fighting chance to gain yardage? And I know that sounds stupid and simple, but go back and watch the film of that Packers game. They couldn't get yards. No. Yeah, that was was brutal and not bad. Um, I I mean, Tyrod Taylor would, would be awesome. I think that would have been the best possible option. But at this point, you know, I, he's he's kind of vying for it to be the legitimate backup quarterback. Well, the Giants Daniel got it for Jones. a reason. Yeah, and yeah, I, and and I don't think Daniel Jones is long for that job there. You know, Dable might have a little bit out of him, but I I don't think I so. I think Danny Dimes is basically is basically done there. So I would not uh, I I would not try to pursue a trade or or get something where you're overpaying for a backup QB. I think you could get if 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 Philadelphia is potentially going to go with a younger backup. To Hertz, I think that there's a potential that you could trade a third day uh, draft pick to to Philadelphia for Minshew, and I believe that was what a six round pick that Philadelphia sent to Jacksonville last year. So yeah, I, I am uh, at, at this point in time. If you if teams have a viable backup quarterback and nothing behind that guy, I don't think they're gonna make trades. And they shouldn't, because like they they have that that QB for the exact reason why the Vikings would like that guy. So you, you're not going to purposely uh, trade Taylor and be like, well, who cares about our backup quarterback? Again, this is all about to what you said. This is all about giving yourself a chance if your guy goes out. Uh, Theodore says on our YouTube channel, they have to eat Bradbury this year, and that's fine. But we still need a starting center. Bradbury can be a backup, and honestly, at his rookie salary without an extension, it's peanuts in today's inflammatory uh, yep. uh, environment. Trading him out for the end of picks is a waste of time, and we lose a backup. He's a backup at this point. This is why I don't like the move to keep Cousins. It's stupid as stupid does. And then also, uh, John Galt via our YouTube channel says, no, they shouldn't waste their time or money on a second-string quarterback. So to counterfeit what we were just talking about, they should invest in a starting center instead. Get Treader and sit Bradbury. That should be the priority. I'm not impressed with Kwesi. He has failed to invest in a real center to replace Bradbury, who gets pushed around like a shopping cart. Okay, cap-wise, they've got room to do things now. So they, they if you go look at the uh, at the Vikings' current cap situation, they're not in trouble. So you could go get a backup. QB, because that's not a guy that breaks the bank, and you could trade for a center. So, th- so this is not um, this is not a cap 
related, you're going to have to pick one now. They've got the ability to do both. The fact that they are finding out their backup QBs aren't good and Mond is as far behind as he appears to be. I do think that there was a gamble there, though, but they probably said, okay, let's take a look at Mond, right? Um, the center, I can't explain. I can't explain how you didn't have a better plan B there. That's what I don't get. I mean, that's your starting center behind Kirk Cousins, who you have done everything you possibly can for. I am much more offended common sense wise from the lack of a quality backup center than I, I am a backup QB. The QB thing, I mean, quite frankly, I'm surprised Mon looks this bad too. I'm surprised by that. Bradbury, I'm not surprised one bit. All you had to do was watch film, which I'm sure Quazy and Kevin O'Connell did, watch extensive film of, of Garrett Bradbury's career and say, can we really change this guy enough in pass protection to protect our quarterback, who is a statue? And the answer is no. Freight Train says, what's wrong with finding out if Wyatt Davis can play center? Well, I don't think Wyatt Davis can play guard, Freight Train. So I don't think he can play center either. Freight Train, this guy has gone back into witness protection. He is on the third team, and the third team, just to be crystal clear about this, doesn't play. There is no fourth quarterback, okay? And they are rotating snaps between, uh, they're rotating uh, second team snaps when Cousins is there between Mannion and Mond. Um, Wyatt Davis must be unplayable. There's no other way about it. I mean, he must be absolutely, positively unplayable. Uh, A couple other quarterback options here. Danny uh, Pettiford says, I really think we should have tried to get Malik Willis. I think we should have drafted a QB this year. It would have meshed better with Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne. We talked about this extensively on our Purple Daily YouTube channel, which you can find also in a full breakdown. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings took four players before Malik Willis came off the board. Um, I understood why they didn't take Malik Willis high. And I don't like to get too much down to revisionist history about a player that has like 70 players in front of him. You know, multiple teams had multiple chances to take said player. So I can't get too upset about that. Now, if we're talking about the bears drafting Mitch Trubisky over a Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that, that one stings a lot more, Um, but missing out on Malik Willis and he's probably still going to be sitting behind Ryan Tannehill all season. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to not still play a little bit of the revisionist history in that, in that case. Well, and especially when a guy is going to, or is projected uh, across the board to go in the first round, it falls to the third round. Um, and the other thing to keep in mind, too, is this. When we're talking about the last two picks, so when we're talking about the, the second, I believe, second round pick, Ingram, who, by the way, might start at right guard, the reality is this. He, he was projected by many as like a fourth or fifth round pick. So so there was an argument to be made that he was going to slide if the Vikings didn't stop that, that slide. Brian Asamoa, the linebacker who the Vikings like a lot went with the next pick in what the fourth round right or I'm sorry in the third round and Asamoa is a nice player I like him but he's a linebacker a quarterback like Willis is a potential golden ticket you don't know but you don't know unless you take him and and here's where I have a problem with it um Kevin O'Connell is a quarterback guru right like the Vikings are a quarter should be a quarterback factory. Like they should be finding out what they have. They should be blah, 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 blah. Um, Zimmer was not, and that was fine. But if the Spielman led Vikings had taken Willis, my guess is that Mike would have bristled. It wouldn't have worked. And with O'Connell and Quazy, 
I'm really surprised that they didn't see a kid like that sliding and say, hold on a second, Kirk's got two, maybe three years left here, but but two probably. And we've got an opportunity here to take a chance. And it's not like you think Mon's going to be this world beater, right? So, yeah, I, I think that there's a definite case to be made that these guys need to rethink th- their philosophies of taking quarterbacks because sometimes, guess what? You got to take one until you get it right. Uh, another comment on our YouTube channel says uh, from Jeff that says, Sam Darnold. Uh, to the Vikings and the Panthers retained 50% of his salary. So Sam Darnold had his fifth year option exercised. Um, I believe, I don't know if it was by the jets before he went to the Panthers, but regardless he's under cap, a cap hit for 18 million. Oh, for Carolina oh, next year. oh, no, so even, no, no. even if, even if I, uh, they retained half that I'm not paying Sam Darnold, $9 million. No, no chance. I wouldn't pay him $9 million just regularly. I don't just think to start. Even, just to start. There's no yeah. chance I could do that one. So sorry, yeah. I'm out on Sam Darnold. Yeah, at that price tag, I am 1,000% out. I I cannot sit here and continually pound the table on Kirk's contract and then say, have him backed up by a a potentially $18 million Darnold. Forget about it. And and I'm not asking them to go get a guy who for sure is going to start. I'm asking them to get get a guy who doesn't offend my eyes when I watch him practice. By the way. It's fake you know, being offended. There's nothing worse than when you step into a lake and you get offended by all that lake weed and oh, at the bottom of the lake, that. right? There's there's nothing the gross. worse. Than that. Disgusting. Nothing worse. Uh the Vikings could use some aquaside pellets in that quarterback room and you could maybe use them uh, on your lake home as well. Aquaside pellets, it's a safe product registered with the EPA and DNR. It helps take care of that lake weed and algae. We still got another good month of summer left. And you know what? Summer still continues in September. We still get those 80 degree days in September. Hell, we even get them in October sometimes. So uh, go get some Aquaside pellets, lay them out there to do it yourself product. They walk you through how to use it. Again, safe with the EPA and DNR. So you're not just putting some random stuff some in, into your lake. Buy your Aquaside pellets now at Aquaside.com. Go to Aquaside.com to learn more. Also, a shout out to a Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, go check out the businesses that Federated protects at FederatedInsurance.com. Federated Insurance, powering Mackie and Judd five days a week. We appreciate them. Judd, a couple um, wild questions here I found from our last Judd's Hockey Show from a week ago. Nice. Figured uh, with, with Phil away, Judd's Hockey Show will play. Oh, so like um, we'll go with Too Odd on the YouTube channel says, does Derek Stepan have anything left in the tank as a cheap free agent to pick up for the Wild, or is it just the young guys? Rumor is that the Wild are looking for a trade to bolster the top six at forward, but who could be traded and still be under the cap this year and going forward? Oh, I need to look at the uh, salaries and potential uh, permeations of a deal such as that. But um, I think Derek Stepan, I think the ship has sailed there. Yeah, um, I'm pretty that. sure that, that the that the ship has sailed there. Um, I'm really curious what the Viking with, with the Vikings, what the Wild is going to do for one more forward. Are they going to bring in a veteran on a uh, PTO? Are they going to make a trade? Bill Guerin's clearly planning something. I just don't know if it's going to be the splash might not be the right word. I don't know if it's going to be what we expect exactly. I will say this. I do firmly believe that 2022-23 is going to be about the future. And I think in Guerin's mind, that does not mean that this team is screwed. I mean, defensively, they've still got some nice pieces, right? Flurry comes back, so you, you've got a uh, veteran goaltender. Uh, but I think a lot of this coming season is going to be devoted to developing the Rossies and the young players. 
And with where this team is right now, I don't disagree with that move. I don't. I think you need to find out. Um, and this does not mean that they're tanking, and this does not mean that they have to be terrible. But I think there are things, it, it comes a point in time that you need to find out certain things. Um, and that means giving guys a real opportunity to succeed or fail, right? And I think that this year is about that. But just again, to be clear, that does not mean I'm calling for or think they're going to tank. Um, but I don't think that this is going to be about a grizzled veteran type of team that tries to make a, a bunch of trades at the deadline like they did last season. How come Nazem Kadri still a free agent? It's a very weird one. Supposedly the Islanders are are close to signing him and Lou works in very mysterious oh, ways yeah. and drags his feet. Yeah. So the feeling I think among the experts is that there's a chance that at some point in time here in the next few weeks, we're going to get a press release saying that that team has signed him. Um, but that is odd. And, Another, and, uh, yeah. and if I'm not mistaken too, it, it was odd that uh, John Klingberg, the defenseman from the stars thought that he was going to hit the jackpot and ended up with a Carlos Correa, like one year deal from the ducks. Yeah. So that market uh, d- definitely did not develop as some expected it to. Curious too. Uh, Jason Robertson's an RFA, so he's not going anywhere, but yeah, they haven't clear. worked out a deal yet with, with Dallas. He scored 41 goals last year. Uh, the, the, the two guys I, I still remain on, and I, I might just be harping on this until they indeed are signed somewhere. It's, it's Paul Stastny who still put up 45 points and 21 goals as a 37-year-old, 36-year-old last year. He's now 37. But he seems like a guy who I think would fit really well into that room. And the other one who I, just, I don't understand why he doesn't have a job, too, is Evan Rodriguez that you and I have talked at nauseum here. I mean, he was a bottom six guy in Pittsburgh for the last few years. And then last year, got a little bit more elevated playing time, scored 19 goals. Great. Analytics say he's he's been a, a dynamite player. So I'm a little shocked that someone... And especially with how in the database of analytics, like someone hasn't taken a chance on this guy as like a team friendly. It's not like he's unless his camp is saying, I want a big deal, which I don't think he is. He's having the first decent year of his life. It's not like he scored 40. He scored 19 goals last year. Um, so I think in general, the wild. Yeah, I don't think are going to make a big move here or any type of significant move before training camp starts in the next week. Uh, Judd, I am curious your take uh, because I, I we sometimes break this stuff down. Your take on the uh, on the, on the jersey patch logo uh, of getting on the wild? Side. Oh, Tria, yeah. Um, okay, when this was initially announced as coming to pro sports, I thought, oh boy, I hate this idea. I got just totally candid. It doesn't bother me a bit. Now, if the jersey said Tria and they replaced the logo, yes, that's a major problem. I don't like the soccer thing. Like I'm used to it, but I don't like it. I agree. But the jersey patch. I know some folks are like, this is terrible. It just doesn't bother me. And if that's, look, the reality of life is this. Sports leagues and sports teams are looking at every way that they possibly can to bring in revenue, right? Um, I personally am more offended by the National Hockey League's grab bag of expansion teams when certain teams could move. That's the cash grab. Um, Like a TRIA patch or something? I'm not sure about you, Dex. It just doesn't bug me. Doesn't bug me as much. Doesn't bug me as much. You know, and also it, it does really matter on the sponsor. Like when the NBA announced this one uh, about three or four years ago, and the one that always like I laughed at was like I think the Kings or the Grizzlies had like Nabisco cookies as their like that's just 
that's comedy. There's a cookie sponsor on your jersey. Dude. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Like like the Wolves had Mayo Clinic. It, it makes sense. They had yep. uh, Fitbit, I think, or right right before yep. them. So like it that that makes sense. Right. Like you can ask and Tria Athletic make and Tria. That, that makes sense. But what, like you're kind of setting yourself up for some some s and giggles sure. when uh, when it's Nabisco cookies and I see someone going up for a dunk on that jersey. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I agree. Yep. Uh, another wild comment here. Uh, Phil says not a guaranteed regression. He uh, from for the wild this year. Uh, he says Boldy with the full season plus Rossi can equal Fiala's production easily, considering Rossi's playmaking ability. I think that's still a very large assumption on your part. Yeah. And one or more Iowa guy in Connor Dewar, Adam Beckman, Kalen Addison will step up. So this is good. Uh, Phil, I feel I don't necessarily disagree with all your points here. That the, the prospect pool is great. Replacing Fiala is is difficult individually, but they have the committee to do it, and I think that's what you and I have said too. I love that the Wild have like 11 players at the World Juniors Tournament. This is great. Brock um, Faber scored Brock a Faber great scored, goal last I night. I think two goals yesterday. He was, he was having a, a, a great, great game so far. What a great shot. I just I just remind prospect hoarding fans that applies to the Twins and applies to the Wild that there's only probably going to be two or three of these guys that indeed hit their ceiling. And maybe sure. one or two of them that are decent NHL players and probably 50% of them won't make anything of a living in the NHL. And, and that's just kind of the nature of it. That, 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 that's unfortunately is it. It's okay to fall in love with prospects. And by the way, if Jesper Walsett hits his ceiling, well, then we're, things are going to get right. turned around pretty damn quickly. There's Marco certain Rossi guys you do. Yes, you certain need guys to need to. But like, if yeah, Adam Beckman picks. doesn't turn into something, if Connor yeah. Dewar doesn't turn into something, hell, Kalen Addison might not really turn into something. It's not going to be the end of the world either. Yeah. I agree completely. And and your first round, I think your first and second round picks, you really want to hit on. But yeah, like if we're talking about a fourth or fifth round pick and they turn into a good player, that's that's awesome. That's great. Uh, on the Fiala thing, I'd like to say this because I feel like every time we, we do a show now about this team that we're he- hearing this uh, positive spin of, well, so-and-so can just replace what Fiala did, okay? It's not just the statistical sample size in my opinion it's this think about march when he got hot and the timely goals he scored and think about how hard it is to find guys that score like that now kaprizov god bless him does but my point is this when we're looking at the end of the season and we're just looking at goals scored okay i think you need to take into account as well the situational scoring because Kevin Fiala, when he got red hot, and he was one of the best players in the league for a stretch there, and it, it yep. seemed like a fairly long one, Yes, Kevin Fiala was scoring massive goals. Kevin Fiala wasn't like, if Matthew Boldy has a great October into November and then cools off and doesn't come back in March and, and still puts up really good stats, that's great. I'm not criticizing him. But Kevin Fiala did it when it mattered in March. And and look, his uh, production certainly subsided in the playoffs. Kaprizov did not. And that's one of the reasons why you lost to the Blues. So I just urge you, when we talk about this, well, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so are all going to combine to replace Fiala. It's not just a statistical replacement. It's a timing replacement, too. Mm-hmm. And, and in my opinion, guys that can score goals in bunches but have that uh, sharpshooter ability that Kevin Fiala has, 
are extremely hard to find. And that's why I don't think that there's just this, well, Boldy and so-and-so are going to replace it. Okay, let's let's rethink that a, a bit. Kevin brought a, there were certainly d- disappointments there, not saying that there weren't. But Kevin Fiala, at his best, brought a skill set that is very, very difficult to replicate when a guy like Fiala is at his best. Yep, it's hard to do. I saw he got married over the weekend, uh, last weekend. Congratulations. I saw Jonas Brodin, I believe, was either the best man or, or a groomsman in the yeah, way. Why didn't you get a so Kings player? Victor Rask was out there uh, looking dapper. He there invited was, Victor Rask? Rask was really, you know, I'll say this about Rasky. From what I have seen and been told, too, Rask was really, like, very likable guy in the room, and they loved him. Now his play. No. I wonder if you'd like to be a stick boy. Not so much. But uh, but he was he well come back as a stick boy. In, the, in that locker room. Right hand uh, shot, right hand shot, Rask. Right hand shot, Rasky. Last stick. one here. Last yeah. one on Feedback Friday, Judd. All Rumpo right, the Pigskin says, after hearing Declan talk about the Twins, I've come to the realization that Scorn or Sash Purple Daily is not just venting therapy for us, but for these guys as well. We're all in the same boat here. Yes, we are. We are all in the same boat. This is a this is your show. This is their vent line is your show. But oh, there there is some people. therapy here. Okay, a lot of people emphasizing with me and my fandom of of even though uh, I do this for a living to a degree, and sometimes I am a quote unquote professional in a press box setting. Not all the time, but uh, yes, I I still want to see these teams be successful. And it, we're all in the same boat. We Grab all do. Or, it's good for business. It's good for business. And plus, I want to see the Vikings win a damn Super Bowl before I die. That's the whole point of the shows. Yes, yes, we are here. We're here for you dispensing tough love because there's not nearly enough tough love in this town. Amen. That's Amen. that's why Sports Dad is here, at least. All right. Sports that's, Son's here, too. That's Feedback Friday. Learning from my Sports Dad. Dad giving me, Dad, Sports Dad giving me some Sports Son. AMR, baby. AMR is uh, is on this podcast channel. There's also uh, the video breakdown. Mortal, basically, Mortal Kombat. Uh, before Mortal Kombat existed, I, w- I was shocked by that fact. Did not know that. It was my first viewing watching Bloodsport. Uh, so rate and subscribe that. And by the way, uh, Too Fast and Too Furious is our next action movie. And I've, we've gotten some listener uh, comments and 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 feedback saying, we'd love to know the what the movie is so we can watch it and then also kind of review it with you guys in the comments section. Love that. So there you go. Too Fast. Two Furious is our action movie rewind for next week. Of course, subscribe to Purple Daily as well. We're closing on 27,000 subscribers on that channel. We appreciate you guys. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the Score North app. Everything is a central hub for everything we do. We'll talk to you on Monday. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.